Hello, welcome to Live Long and Dad. This is your host, Cosmo. It is a Saturday afternoon, the day before Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to those dads out there. It's 4.45 in the afternoon. I am solo with both babies. And uh, James spent the night, as has been recent tradition, at Grandma's house on Friday night, and he's still over there. Um, Heidi ran to Target because she has to get formula, with our WIC benefits, I think the WIC benefits expire tomorrow or something like that. So she's going to get those. So I am solo with both babies. And it was very intense there for a little bit. But I may have won. Only time will tell. Uh, fed them at 1.30. And neither one, they were both fired up and pissy and uh, not remotely going to sleep. So I'm like, well, let's go on a walk, put them in the stroller, and let's go get some coffee at that little coffee shop that just opened up down the street. And then, you know, I'll continue the walk, and you can go to Target, and then hopefully you'll be home soon after I get back from my walk. But that last part didn't filter to Heidi, so after we get the coffee, she's like, well, let's keep walking. And no, I was going to go on a walk, and you were going to go to Target, so that then hopefully it's less time with me being home alone with the babies. Uh, but I'm like, oh, whatever, it's a pretty day out. Let's go on a walk. So we go on a nice walk. Babies fall asleep for a good chunk of it. and uh, But of course, as we approach home, they both wake up. And so Heidi tries putting Cece in the rocker. I have Kate on my belly, in my chair. And I'm both awake, and Cece is not happy to be in the rocker. So after 10 minutes of that, I'm like, okay, pick up on me. Both fussy babies. And Heidi takes forever to get ready. I'm like, go to Target. You were dressed well enough to go on a walk and go to the coffee shop. You're dressed for Target. Let's go. What's taking so long? And I don't know how long it was, but uh, she made the two bottles, which was good. She at least made sure I was set up. Um, and But they're, both babies are fired up and mad now and not having any rocking or cuddling or any of that. So 420, as soon as Heidi leaves, I uh, start feeding Cade. And Cece is really pissed. She's in like my right arm crevice and I'm holding Cade with my right hand and feeding him. And she's just screaming in my ear. So I'm like, okay. Cade usually has a little slowdown during the bottle. And when he reaches that slowdown point, I'll put him down on my chest and I'll feed Cece and I do that but now I've got a squirmy wiggly annoyed Cade on my left chest between my arm crevice and I'm trying to feed Cece and it's just super uncomfortable and not going Cece's taking forever and so I decide to roll Cade a little bit onto his side he's not at a great angle uh, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to feed both you boogers at once. So I have Cece's neck with my right arm, right hand, and I'm, I put the bottle in my mouth and hold the bottle up at a good angle and for Cece. So I'm feeding Cece with my mouth uh, bottle, and then Kate is lying on me sort of at a 90-degree angle, but not really. And I'm like, well, I'll notice if he... Starts to choke on it, so whatever, let's go for it. 
put the bottle near his mouth, he goes for it. So I am multitasking, double baby feeding. <laughs> I have no, uh, no hands available, no mouth available. Uh, so couldn't take a picture. It was picture worthy. And it worked. Uh, Cece got down to about half an ounce left or an ounce left. And then I'm like, okay, that's done. And uh, then I finished Kate off uh, with two hands. And that sounds inappropriate. Um, and he was then happy. And he is now asleep. Um, but Cece was still upset. So then I finished off her bottle with her. And she's still awake, but she's chomping on her passy. And hopefully going to Never Never Land soon. But uh, yeah, if I pull this off and they both fall asleep on me, I am going to be a proud daddy for... She spit out the passy. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah, and then I'm going to relax for however long they both sleep. Oh, no, 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 she's getting upset. Uh, and of course, she's like pounding Cade on the head. Kate, they're kind of spooning. Shh, dude. Cade is on my left chest, facing away from her, and she's in my right arm nook and like trying to beat him over the head. Stop it, dude. Just because you're awake and angry doesn't mean I'm going to try and do. What do they call it when uh, it's not spooning, it's like butt to butt, back to back? There you go. Let's try that butt to butt that way there's no at least fisticuffs she was when i was feeding Cade and she was waiting she was just kneeing him in the back repeatedly <laughs> little stinker uh, but now okay so they're sort of butt to butt but now they're head to head too and so if she arches she's gonna crack him in the head with her head there's just no good way to handle two babies when one's asleep and one's awake like, two awake, sure. Two asleep, fine. One asleep and one awake, nope. Because if they're both awake, I can, they're still small enough, I can handle one per hand. So I could, like, cup them behind the neck and pick one up and put them in the rocker and then do something with a second. But I can't do that when they're just one and one. Okay, she seems to be calming down. Come on, baby girl. Be nice to daddy. It's Father's Day weekend. Oh. Yeah, if I pulled this off, though, I am relaxing in my chair, not doing a dang thing. And when the first one wakes up, Heidi gets them. And I'm going to re keep relaxing until the second one wakes up. Because I deserve that. Um, nope. Let's take a... A quick break to hear from our sponsor and then i will fill you in on uh last podcast that we had was uh, uh heidi's bad postpartum episode so we'll talk about how i handled that how things have been going and uh i kind of reached my breaking point last night with the babies that wasn't fun so we'll be back in a minute Welcome back to Live Long and Dad. So, in our last episode, Heidi had had a 
really bad postpartum episode uh, in the morning. Uh, I won't rehash too much of it. You can go back and listen to the episode, but it was it was not fun. And when she dumped the second baby on me and stormed off and wasn't being communicative, uh, I went in to change that baby's diaper and I went off on her. Um, yelled at her. I mean, I, I was pissed and I vented. Uh, not yelling. I, I don't yell frequently. Um, but I definitely raised my voice. And um, so after that, she stayed in there until about 10.45 a.m. And when she came out, she was going to walk out the door and go get f- the free food from the school district uh, without saying anything. So I follow her out there. I'm like, where are you going? Get the food. Okay. And it, typically when I feel wronged or am mad, I want to, when she pisses me off, I want to be distant. I want to uh, wait for her to apologize to me. And I'm sick of feeling resentful, sick of feeling bitter and being distant for a couple of days because she's not going to apologize. And then I thought, what what would I want her to do to me? Do unto others. And if I screwed up and she was mad at me, what I would love is for her to give me a kiss and say, I forgive you, let's move on. And so that's what I did. And if she was, uh, she had tears in her eyes as she was about to leave and I'm, I just gave her a kiss and said, I forgive you and I love you. And I did that one more time and uh, then she had to go. Uh, get the food, but uh, I'm very proud of that is how I handled it, and um, it was several hours until we could touch bases again, because at 12, she had her therapy, and then at 2, I had my therapy, and, um, but she appreciated me handling it that way, and uh, I'm glad I did, Um so that, that was good, and I'm going to really try and uh, live more by the do unto others, um, and hopefully they do unto me, because I definitely don't get treated the way I would like to be sometimes, but it's got to start somewhere. So, and we've been, she's been good since then. I don't even remember what day that was, Thursday, I think. And today's Saturday, so since then, things have been good between the two of us. Uh, But last night, I kind of reached my breaking point. And uh, let's see, it was a Friday, so Grandma and Grandpa came over, and I did my e-site work, and I I was busy. I actually had three calls booked and worked the whole three hours. And so it was morning, babies and James, straight to working at home, and then straight to more babies. And uh, I can't really remember how the rest of the day went. Oh, uh, uh, my buddy Carlos and his girlfriend came over and that was cool to hang out with them for a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, Cade was asleep on me that whole time they were there. And so I'm like, ah, crap, he's gonna be awake tonight if he's having this nice long of a nap. And lo and behold, he was awake from six o'clock to just before midnight. And not just the, oh, I'm awake, what's up? No, fussy, awake, like nothing to do. Sit him up, fuss and cry. Lay down and cuddle, fuss and cry. 
and uh, there's just nothing to do. And um, tried taking them both on a walk, and that didn't really work. Um, uh, Heidi tried to trade babies. I took Cece. She started fussing. I couldn't get her to stop fussing. Heidi swung Kate around. Uh, that sometimes works where she stands up and just sways back and forth, pivots back and forth. And so she got Cade almost asleep or quiet. Cece's super fussy now. We trade back and uh, Cade wakes up right away and or he wasn't really asleep and now he's super pissy again. <sighs> and uh, when they're like that, sometimes I'll take them into the bedroom and put them on the bed and say, okay, you know, let's flail. Let's unswaddle you, flail, and get some energy out. But he just lied there and screamed. I'm like, jeez, oh, man. And uh, almost every meal that day had been difficult with him. So that had kind of worn me out. I, I think in the morning he had woken up at like 7. He was awake from like 7 to 9 or something. So it was kind of a cumulative thing. And uh, at one point I put Cade in a stroller, the solo stroller, and it was like at 11 o'clock that night. Um, tried going on a walk, but he was having none of it, so I got like three quarters of the way down the uh, first stretch, and I'm like, this isn't working. So I go back, and nothing worked. It was just so frustrating. And... Um, Finally, another bottle, put them out. And they had been at like 22 ounces for the day. Heidi says they should get 22 to 24. And uh, so I gave him another two ounces, I think. And that got him out at like 11.50. And uh, so I was in a bad mood and um, fell asleep with my shoes on in my chair. And just last night, my, my hips hurt. I'm, my body is tired of being in this chair. I really wanted to go to bed and uh, getting up out of my chair when Cade woke up at like 2.30, I had forgotten my shoes were on and so my feet felt weird and I tripped a little bit and I regained my balance but I scared the crap out of Heidi because it looked like I was going down and with a baby in my arms. Um, but a uh, little good news, when Cade woke up for the morning bottle, fed him and then he pooped and so it was like 7 30 and so I go and change his poop and then I'm like you know what let's try lying down in the big bed and so I laid him down in the big bed put his head in the crook of my arm uh elbow and he fought it for like a good 20 minutes he wasn't crying but he was awake and just I'm like come on man this is nice you're 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 touching me you're on a comfy bed our faces are six inches apart from each other so we can see each other this is good let's Let's roll with it, buddy. And finally he went for it, and I slept there with him for about uh, until 9.30. So that was nice. Um, Cece might be drifting off. She's still chewing on the passy pretty hard. Um, so that, that was nice. Um, had a weird freaking dream where uh, Heidi was in the bathroom, and I was trying to talk to her, and a ghost or something was like forcing the door closed on me and like trying to 
squish me in the door and like one of those ghost adventure shows i uh i talked crap to the ghost i'm like oh is that all you can do come on show me what you can do ghost and it slammed it pretty hard on me and then it like possessed heidi and i i'm very agnostic when it comes to that stuff um i don't necessarily believe there are ghosts but uh uh maybe there's energy out there i don't know uh i'm open-minded to it and i used to enjoy watching ghost adventures and ghost hunters and there was some evidence there that was pretty hard to explain um my favorite ghost hunters evidence there were two they were investigating a lighthouse it was a big old haunted uh lighthouse and it had an interior stairwell spiraling upward. And so it was, you know, 2 a.m. or whatever. They had it locked down so they knew nobody was on the premises. They had a static night vision camera at the bottom looking up. And the crew was making their way up this spiral staircase. You can see them on, like, the second floor. And on, like, the fourth or fifth floor, you see a shadow figure lean over the stair uh, handrail looking down at the people coming up and then pull back. And there was definitely nobody up there and it was definitely a solid shadow figure. Um, So either they are lying and they faked it uh, or that's pretty crazy. There was another one where they were um, at a penitentiary and again, they had a static camera at the end of a walkway, and it, it was like the shot, it looked like the Shawshank Redemption's uh, prison. So, second story walkway outside of the cells, and nobody was in there at that moment. And you see this kind of see through, but it's kind of, it looks like a, somebody wearing a cape, but it was kind of, or a cloak, and kind of see through. And it comes sprinting at the camera really fast. And turns it. You see the like effect of a cape turning, like Dracula almost, you know that kind of thing, and it sprints away. And the ghost hunters crew was like, "That has to be fake. Somebody was in there." And so they try and replicate it, and they have a guy wearing a black thing go running at the camera. And it's such a narrow walkway. They're like, they couldn't replicate the speed. They're like, "I'm gonna fall and die if I try and go any faster because it's pitch black in there." So there's no way I could run that fast and that fluidly and turn without killing myself because it's a narrow walkway. And uh, so that was a pretty cool visual evidence. Um, and Ghost Adventures is a fun show, uh, although the host, Zach Beggins, is a little too bro for me and a little overdramatic, very overdramatic. Um but they've still caught some cool evidence. Um, so anyways, um, so yeah, I'm not, I don't believe in ghosts per se, but I'm open-minded. Um, and so in the dream, ghost was slamming a door on me, like literally on me, squishing me with it. And then it possessed Heidi and Heidi was like on the floor possessed. And I was trying to get her out of it. And then I woke up with a baby in my arm. So that was that was a weird stress dream. I normally don't remember my dreams. Um, 
it's very rare that I remember them. I, I remember like fever dreams from when I was a kid and adolescent, but uh, yeah, very rarely do I remember dreams. <sighs> so uh, yeah, that was last night and this morning. James is still at grandma's and uh, tomorrow's Father's Day. Don't know if Heidi has anything planned. Uh, figure have my mom over in the morning to hang out and you know, I'd, I'd like it if I didn't have to do much work tomorrow. Um, and then Heidi's family's going to come over for the evening and we'll have dinner with Heidi's dad. Um, but we'll see. I'm not going to get my hopes up. Uh, got myself a Father's Day gift because I <laughs> don't think Heidi will get me anything uh, from the autograph dealership that I trust in Pittsburgh. I got a Dick LeBeau. He was the defensive coordinator for a bunch of years, and he's a Hall of Fame football player and football coach. He was a two-time Hall of Famer. That's pretty cool. And uh, he was the defensive coordinator when they won the 05 and 08 Super Bowls. And he you know, coached Paul Amalo and all that. I got an autographed uh, helmet, uh, not the authentic helmet. Those are like $250 just for the helmet, and then you add an autograph. That, so they run like $500. I'm not going to pay that. I'd love one. Uh, but I got the replica helmet. So it's same size, but it's just not made of the material. It's cheap plastic, and there's nothing really on the inside. It's fake padding and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I got a Dick LeBeau autographed helmet. So that's pretty cool. And my whole thing, I... <laughs> I don't have space. My my uh, Heidi's cousin, Bruce, has the most insane autograph collection and sports memorabilia collection. Uh, I'm <laughs> so jealous. Hey, let's see. He has a Brett Favre autographed jersey, Michael Jordan, two Gretzky jerseys, uh, Dan Marino, uh, Joe Montana, Barry Bonds, Cowardman Jr., Ken Griffey Jr., um, those are the, the jerseys that come to mind. He's got a table full of autographed baseballs. Um, just, can I have one of those? <laughs> uh, so cool. And so I've got a very modest little collection. And I, my whole thing is I'd like one of each kind of thing. I don't need 16 jerseys like him. So I've got one jersey. I've got an Alejandro Villanueva jersey. He's one of my favorite Steelers. I when I was a player I wore seventy eight and he's seventy eight on the Steelers, and he's a former Army Ranger. He was a wide receiver at the Army Academy. He was he's my size too, six nine. Um, it was like six nine two fifty back then, and he was a wide receiver. Then he went and served three tours over in Iraq as an Army Ranger, got a, a bronze star. And, I mean, that's pretty badass, especially at 6'9". Like, if I went on the battlefield, I'd get shot right away because I'm so big. And then he uh, wanted to still do his NFL dreams, so he tried out as a defensive lineman for the Eagles, got cut. Steelers told him, hey, you put on some weight, and you can be an offensive lineman for us. So he put on 100 pounds, and uh, uh, he made the team... And then the guy in front of him got hurt, and he has been the starting left tackle ever since. So he's such a cool guy. 
Uh, so I've got an autographed jersey from him hanging up. I've got a Heinz Ward autographed framed photo and football, full-size football with his uh, Super Bowl MVP stats on it. Heinz Ward is one of my favorite football players of all time. Um, you know, you see all these... Oh, Cece, what's up, baby? That was random. Oh, goodness. Uh, you see all these stupid receivers just showboating and being selfish. And it, guys like Larry Fitzgerald, Heinz Ward, uh, Calvin Johnson, who just take care of business. And uh, Heinz was not the fastest or the tallest guy, but he was just a football player. And he was great for his career and uh, always fun to watch. Uh, I've got a James Connor, who's our current Steeler running back. Uh, he survived cancer in college. Um, I've got a mini helmet autographed by him. I've, oh, boy. Now Cece woke up, Cade. Jeez. Shh, baby girl. Shh, 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 shh. Take the privacy. Uh, I've got a mini helmet autographed by Palomalu. another one of my favorite players of all time. And I've got a end zone pylon autographed by Heath Miller, uh, a Steelers tight end who retired, who is uh, another just great guy. And uh, now I've got my big full-size helmet autographed by uh, Coach LeBeau. And I've got a brown uh, replica regular football autographed by Juju Smith-Schuster, who's our current uh number one receiver so that's my modest little collection and uh uh fun to look at i i think i'm pretty much done there's nothing else i could no other kind of, well there's first of all no more room and uh there's no other i don't need a second jersey i don't need a second big helmet i don't need a third football so uh i have a white football and a regular colored football they do do autographs on a yellow Steeler football and then a black Steeler football. So maybe one day if I find a good price on a player I really like, I might get a, a third football. But other than that, I'm done. Um, so that's that. Uh, Cade seems to have gone back to sleep, but Cece is awake and not happy. So... Uh, hopefully Heidi's home soon. She's been gone for about 40 minutes or so, 45 minutes. Kate is stirring. Uh, I cannot wait till they're old enough to play and I can just like put them on the ground and play with toys with them and or put them in the playpen and they can play with toys and I can go wash a dish. Uh, be cool, babies, be cool. So, um, hmm. Father's Day, yep, uh, James says he's going to make me a handprint, but I don't know when he's going to do that, and, uh, my neighbor was showing me off his drone, one of his clients bought it for him, so it's more, uh, from a year ago, top of the line, and it can go, uh, uh, Max, it, it, it's smart enough that it knows the flight paths you're around. And so, like, we are under a helicopter flight path. The helicopter uh, bottom of their f ceiling is 1,200 feet. 
and so this drone won't go over 500 feet. It can go way higher, but it won't allow itself to because it knows there could be helicopters around. So that's kind of cool. I would never spend money on a drone, but I would love to have that as a toy and fly around the valley and take video and pictures and uh, the fireworks are fireworks all over the San Fernando Valley. Idiots have been shooting them off since May, but uh, it'd be fun to patrol the neighborhood and go figure out which house is shooting them off and look at the crazy war zone that's north of us with, uh, it's like Fallujah in 2003. Uh, it's nuts how many fireworks go off. On the way home from our 4th of July celebration last year, driving north southbound on Fulton Avenue, so like Van Nuys area, um, where it's gang territory. I mean, just like a quarter mile from us north is gang territory, but we're in a nice little pocket. And uh, so we're driving through that, just a bunch of apartments, and there's 25 guys shooting fireworks off, and they're in the middle of the street setting up mortars and shooting giant mortars off. And I'm like, I was about to roll down my window and my wife's like, uh, that's like MS-13 gang. You should not do that. And I'm like, oh yeah, good, good call. Um, so that'd be fun to watch with a drone though, but not gonna spend money on a drone that I would probably crash. Cece is pawing at the pillow and not happy. Come on, girl. All right, well, I'm better tend to her and pat her on the back or something, but just want to update you guys on that postpartum and, uh, uh Um, yeah, so happy Father's Day, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, and I will talk to you next time.